Hey guys, and welcome to the latest episode of The Startup Diary. I am Harrison Munch, and I'm with my co-host, Adam Keller. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Love the dramatic pause there, H. This is where we share the highs, the lows, and all the learnings of what it's like to build a business. And today's show is off the back of our quarterly offsite. And that's the topic of today's show. We are trying to share the ins and the outs of what we're doing here. And I think our, I would say our new process of doing an offsite every quarter, um, we started it um, at the end of last year. So October 2019 at point of recording this, we did our first offsite. And what that is, it's getting the team out of the office, away from all the distractions, and having five to six hours on the business and then going and doing an activity together as a bit of team building. Mm -hmm. Uh, Previously, we did that at a go-karting facility. Yep. Did that. Um, That was interesting. Won't recap that because I think we've spoke about it on a previous show. Yep. Uh, Today's show is sort of what we did yesterday. Uh, And I guess I'll throw it over to you, H, uh, as an interesting one for me to start. We can go through the whole structure of what we did and Mm -hmm. why we did it. But what's the things that stood out for you yesterday? How do you generally feel about it? Uh, what are your core takeaways uh, mm-hmm. and do you think it's still valuable as a team? Mm-hmm. Uh, came away from it feeling good. Uh, we won the bowling, obviously all three matches back to back, which is a little bit embarrassing for the team. Um, <laughs> you can edit that out, right? Salt in the wound. <laughs> uh, no, really good. Uh, obviously the first time we did it, obviously the first time we did the OKRs, it was very much just getting to know the concept mm-hmm. how it all works what okrs are and all that jazz uh, so this time it, it felt For someone new to the show sorry to interrupt just tell people what okrs are objectives and key results What's so that's where you set like a lofty objective um we're going to be the best whatever agency in the industry like super woolly super just like shooting for the stars inspiring comment yep. that we then hang results off yeah and then the the uh key results mm-hmm. are the the bits in which you measure your progress to achieving that lofty goal um so and it needs to it needs to be measurable and have a, like a physical whatever it is whether it's like output or something just needs to be something that you can like tick off or just look back and say okay we achieved eight out of 10 mm-hmm. whatevers, whether it's like publishing things or learning things, reading things, doing courses, whatever it is, it just needs to be measure, measurable. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's the gist of what an OKR is. Hopefully that explains yeah, it. Yeah, and we talk about it on previous shows, not <laughs> yeah. to labor it too much. Um, so I'm you sure can... if you search for it, it's like in the title, OKRs. 100%. Um, so yeah, so, so this time it was better to actually go through knowing a bit more well understanding and knowing more about the concept of what an okr is mm-hmm. um so this time it wasn't like oh, okay how does this work what kind of what's an objective it was it was like how do i apply this to what we're trying to achieve um yeah well, all in all it was good we spent a lot of time speaking to each other about it all um which which was good i was saying to 40 actually as i dropped him off at the train station i said it i actually thought it was beneficial going from like because we split off into different groups we split mm-hmm. off into twos and then went into fours and then came back as a full team I think that when we went into a four it was good but it was because it went from a two to a four to then a full team it yep. was like one of those steps just needed to be taken away yeah so. I think that was the general consensus mm-hmm. is so 
what we'll do, I'll start at the top of the day. Yep. And then I'll roll through what we did and it'll be interesting to hear your feedback. Yep. Um, from you or just generally what we think the team's perspective of it all was mm-hmm. um, and then getting into my thought process to why I structured it in like that 2-4 team thing um, I had like two objectives going into that offsite, uh, which was heavily focusing around uh, our fundamentals as a business mm-hmm. uh, so like the vision mission values and standards and it wasn't just about wanting to explain to people here's our vision um, I wanted to sort of take people on a, a little bit of a journey in terms of understanding why this means so much to me. And it's probably the first time I've ever stood up in front of the team and delivered a presentation where I've added a little bit of a, a story or a narrative from my personal experience with it. And the sort of route that I took was... It felt like a mini TED talk. A mini TED talk? <laughs> I'll take that. Um, but like it, it had the engagement level of rather than going cool guys this is the rules we're going to follow these yep. are the things I want you to understand I'm going to repeat this to you until it's drilled into you because there was more of a narrative to it it, it obviously means that you listen to mm-hmm. for longer that was cool because there was a risk that if I just stood up and said exactly what you said it mm. would have just fell on deaf ears yep. there would be no motivation there would be no connection with it um, sort of I journal every morning now and one of the things that I kept writing to myself last week as I was sort of like refining the presentation is how do I want people to feel when they listen and watch this presentation mm-hmm. uh, and that's probably something that I've never really thought about in the past in terms of like here's the content I want people to see and learn that's normally the is this clear uh, but I never really think about like how do I want people to feel off the back of it so when I decided that I want people to understand that this isn't something that came up in a podcast or a book or something yep. like an, or I'm just emulating another business that I've seen like I was trying to work out deeply in me why why I cared about instilling this in the business uh, and what has taken place in my life that I've gone actually I know this works and I couldn't think of another business that I've been part of where it was like mm. oh, this has worked really well but I'm like, well, why do I care so much about it? Like, how do I know this is the right thing to do in the business? And I guess for the listeners, I'll just very quickly cover that off, is um, I, I joined the forces for a very short period. I did phase one, uh, military intelligence down at Purbright. And there's three things that stuck out for me in that time. Uh, one was my my army number, because everyone just knows, 3012611. Um, uh, second one was sea drills, which was plastered around everywhere, everywhere on camp. Um, and that was uh, stood for courage, determination, respect, integrity, loyalty, and selflessness. And I was only there for a few months. I was there for three and a half, or just over, just under four months. And the fact that that sticks with me, mm. I'll never forget it, uh, really showed to me that the values of the, the military, they drill into you so hard. Um, and the last one of it uh, was um, ironing. That's the thing that mm. stood out for me. Like, I'm a fucking ninja with an iron. Like, you give me your shirt, I will have it, like perfect well what's interesting is i think i would assume a lot of people know that the army shine the boots and Mm -hmm. keep the beds tidy and things like that but no one actually knows why we just my assumption was it was just a tedious test to like make a point to make Mm -hmm. sure that you're just not um just to make sure i don't know I i think it just it feels like it's just like a power play from from the higher ups but what you explained makes it all and make complete sense and mark on the way back and i dropped on the train station said when you started speaking about the army i was thinking where the f-? he was like oh where's this going where's this going because he has his own views of military he doesn't really like it okay. but he pulled it back and was like what you did and how you 
explained it yeah was really relatable and it made complete sense and it was a great way so the thing that i took away from it was like ironing like why do like we mm. spend four to six hours a day ironing and like like you say many people look at it as like a power play mm-hmm. but to fast forward those learnings so we did the ironing and then we'd get a, an inspection early hours in the morning 4 35 o'clock in the morning like if there was anything wrong we you saw the photos they'd trash the room mm-hmm. they'd come in they'd rip everything down you spent hours trying to get this meticulous uh, and all of a sudden if uh Danny asked me the question is like why is one of your shoes upside down in the photo because you have to make sure the bottom of your shoes are perfect like all this and it kind of go, that's ridiculous everything was spaced out perfectly and they go anything wrong trash it and you go that's just a power play that's just and it's not just if yours was wrong they trash yours they trash the rooms team. right yeah. you're a team you're a unit mm-hmm. you're a squad so if one person's out of line exactly you all get turned over exactly and um, going in you just and especially with me like I have a problem with that sort of dynamic like um, taking orders and it's like that's why everyone sort of shot they even mm-hmm. thought about the army um, <laughs> but it got really really annoying very quickly and then there was a comment that was made by uh, the corporal and it was along the lines of if I can't fucking rely on you to get the basics right like iron your shirt or shine your boots what fucking good to me are you going to be when we're shoulder to shoulder in a firefight and then like the penny dropped mm. And I, to be honest, still then, the penny didn't drop. You just got on with it. But you knew they were onto something. Like, this is a well-oiled machine. And I remember putting a photo up on the screen yesterday, which was, as you commented, it was a, it was a dairy milk, chocolate bar, fruit and nut. It was a packet of... <laughs> it was actually a whole nut. A whole nut. Not even fruit. <laughs> Glad yeah. you're paying attention. <laughs> uh, it was a, uh, a pack of crisps. I think it was sweet chili. Sweet chili it was. Yeah, and a can of Fosters. <laughs> <laughs> because, of all the beers because that's the photo that I took when I decided that the army was not for me and I took that photo thinking this is what I'm leaving the army with and the reason that I opened, <laughs> absolutely no <laughs> dignity <laughs> it was a it was a small shop at the train station that did not have much choice there was not Peroni on tap Harrison um, <laughs> but looking back I wanted to, and then I put a photo of me on the screen, which was kind of like, how does this boy, and I look dead young in that photo, mm. like me, second, third day, first iron How uniform. old have you been? Um, Early 20s? Yeah, so I would have been, let me just work this out quickly, is uh, a 22, I was 22. Mm. Full head of hair, looking fresh faced. And I watched, what the two photos I put on the well, screen. Yeah, yeah, shaved head, but. Well, sorry, going into the army at oh, that sorry, age, okay, I, yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, it was cool. You would have had a full head of I hair. I would have had a full head of hair. Big, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so I put that photo on the screen and then the next photo that I put next to it was our team photo um, mm-hmm. from the end of last year. And I was trying to work out how, does the, how do I go from that to that, what has changed? And it kind of made me think that when I left on that station, I didn't just leave with that kind of Fosters and the Chili Chris and that whole nut bar. I'd really taken away a, a lesson in life that I hadn't really defined until probably the last three months, which was all around how you bring people together because for our unit, like we would have done anything for each other mm. and we'd only known each other for three months. Like we would have done anything for each other. And that's the culture that I want to build in the company um, because we felt motivated to support and help and go out of our way and put people first. So when I was trying to think about the culture that we're trying to set in a business, I actually couldn't relate it to another business. I could only relate it to my personal learnings of how tight I was with that small group of people and the process that we went through, which then led us on to for the next hour and a half, we spoke about four key things which are going to come up often within the company, which is vision, mission, 
values and standards. And we've had a number of times we spoke on the podcast in the past where people have come within the company and left. Recently, we've mm-hmm. had a couple of leavers because, well, we won't recover it, but we've ramped up our expectations of them because we didn't want to scare them, air quotes, yeah. day one. We didn't want to kill motivation. They were eased in, and then once they were comfortable, we threw everything out. Yeah, we said, actually, guys, now, now you know your job, this is actually what we expect, yeah. which is unfair. I get that. Um, so moving forward, it's sort of like, how do you change that? And we go, well, we need to document actually how we operate. Like, what is our vision? And the vision is what's the change we want to see in the world? What is our mission? Like, how are we going to do it? What are the values we stand by? So putting people first, embracing conflict, being a firefighter, um, and a couple more. Um, and then the thing we've never documented are our standards in terms of like, well, what is actually expected of you? Mm-hmm. So standards for me are just table stakes. So relating that back to the army, it was your boots are cleaned. Your shirt is pressed. Like you are clean. Like all this are just the standards. And they go, well, you're going to get pulled up on it if you don't do it because they're the basics. Everything else you go on top of, but they are the absolute basics of how we operate as a company. But I can't actually hold anyone accountable for the standards in the company because I've never told them. Mm. Um, sounds obvious. Like we've never had it in a in a, in a doc. Yeah, but you, you have verbalized quite a few times how frustrated you are that people aren't doing certain things. Mm-hmm. But until you've had that written down to be able to say, these are the things they're not following, it's just yep. an internal frustration. Exactly. Um, and it, it can often fall on deaf ears, especially mm-hmm. when, if it's just coming out of frustration, uh, because when people are frustrated, they tend to like shut down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's actually, how do you create an environment where you go, guys, I'm aware that most of you do this anyway, but here's the standards we're all gonna operate by. And what's the best thing about it is the person that sat next to you and the person sat opposite you, they're gonna operate to these standards too. So we're all aligned and we all know the level that we hold in expert traits. So if someone comes into this company and they lower our standards, and there's a quote that I put on the screen, which I really like, which was, um, if I see something that is below standard and do nothing, we are lowering our standards. So what happens if you bring someone new into the company and they don't live up to our standards and we do nothing about it, then continually we just mm-hmm. lower our standards. And a company that continues to lower its standards will end up going out of business very, very quickly. So it's making sure that anyone that comes in understands how we operate as a business and every single person in the team has the right to hold that person accountable. So you walk into a meeting with a new starter and you've got a new videographer working for you and he's been here for two months and he goes, Harry, can I have a meeting with you about X, Y, and Z? You go, yeah, not a problem. You walk in and he hasn't got an agenda. It's gonna be tough, but you're gonna say, hey, John, like, you know how we operate here. No agenda, no meeting. Rebook it back in. See you later. Like that's what we're going to be doing moving mm-hmm. forward. And it's going to be hard for a couple of months. Brutal. And, it, and it's little things like tidy desks at the end of the day. And I was trying to work out why tidy desks mean so much to me. I'm like, it's just a cup on a desk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to be that boss and be pedantic and be fucking annoying with like, I need your but desk it, tidy. But it escalates though. Because if you don't, like the, the same with a mess in someone's house is if you don't put it away, you get back to it. I'm I'm the worst for it. <laughs> Talk about it on a different <laughs> show, but like I I, I have a habit of uh, <laughs> so when I get in, I like to go barefoot. I take my socks off, but I'll put them on the side, and I put them in a spot where in my mind I'm like I'm not going to leave them because they're ob- they're in the way. They're yep. obvious. You'll see them many times. I've been double parked <laughs> because. I've just forgot to put yeah. them away at the time or whatever. It's the same principle. It's like if you don't put, if you don't take your mug away and rinse it at the end of the day, 
and if you don't have your own mug, then you're most likely just going to go back to the kitchen and get a fresh mug when you do a round of coffees. And then all of a sudden you're double part with a dirty mug and a clean mug. And if you're probably going to forget about that second mug and mm-hmm. all of a sudden the entire office is a shit tip. A hundred percent. Like you say, escalates very quickly. Mm-hmm. So you get the standards right on day one. Yeah. And the key thing that I wanted to explain to the team is when I come into the office in the morning, often first thing, and I look around and the desks are untidy. Mm-hmm. The message that the optics, what that looks like to me is I go, someone got to five o'clock and left. Mm. They didn't even have time to clean up their mug. The truth is, I know that's not true. Like I know that people are staying late and getting the work done, but that's not what it communicates to me. So I'm trying to make sure that everyone understands that we tidy our desk at the end of the day because it explains to me that you've been thoughtful about your work until the minute that you left. So when I come in in the morning and I see that you've got two cups on your desk and I go, Harry, like I've been taking photos of cups and putting it in Slack. People that listen to that and go, you're just an annoying boss. None of mine at the moment. I don't care right now. Like if, it, if it's annoying, it's fine because I have to drill it into people mm-hmm. that I care about it. I literally drove not halfway home, five to eight minutes on the way home, realized I left the mug on my desk. I was like, I don't want a fucking photo of my mug in Slack. I drove back. <laughs> I changed it. Like I am doing this too. Question though on yeah. that. Um, is it positive or negative if like the team, mm-hmm. because one, one thing I noticed is people... I don't know. I don't know how it happened, but obviously, all straight away, people are just saying the word empathy all the time. Yeah. So it's ingrained in us now, mm-hmm. uh, and we say it sometimes lightheartedly as a ribbon, but it's still a way of reminding each other that obviously we need to think about that. Um, yeah. With the mug situation, obviously, you're doing the photos and yep. naming and shaming. Is it negative if we name and shame each other? No, I want that to happen mm. because it takes. So the- long as it's lighthearted banter, yes, like exactly. Oh. Yeah it takes the edge off it mm-hmm. like like with empathy like all of us in empathy isn't like this word of like ah shit we're not being empathetic it's got a thing that is now part of the culture here mm-hmm. is like get off the phone call and be like oh, that was an annoying call and like someone will go empathy like mm-hmm. that's yeah. going to happen and it is this constant reminder yeah. which is amazing um, I want it to get to the point where you hold each other accountable mm-hmm. in a light hearted way in the front of everyone's mind 100% um, so that's super important to me um, and I guess what we'll do not on this show, but I'll put like a mini show out, which I just list out our standards because mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting to, I think it'll be interesting for people to understand the level of detail we're going into on our standards. And it is an evolving document. Uh, and I guess from the document perspective is it will be with every contract moving forward for every new employee and everyone in the company is going to have a one pager of vision, mission, values, and standards, and they're going to sign the name to it. That, that is a non that is a non-binding, con- it's like, I'm not saying if you let the phone ring more than three times, I can fire you. But the same as if in a company your your attitude fucking stinks, mm. I will pull you up on it. Um, it's the same thing. It's when I pull you into a meeting and I'm like, listen, Ari, you've had two client calls in the last two days and you haven't followed up within an hour of the actions and we commit to doing that for mm. all our clients, explain why this has happened. It starts the conversation off and it's about the process and it allows me to have a tough conversation with you because you know what is expected of you. Interestingly, it, it's a, it creates an element of self-selection when it comes to companies. Like um, previous companies I've worked for, there's always, and I couldn't quite put my finger on it until like we've done this whole culture thing. Um, but there's always been workplaces where I've been where certain people that just like, no fault of their own, but they just seem to be absolute dicks in the workplace. Mm-hmm. They don't last. And it's because they obviously, their their mentality, their vibe, their culture 
is not a fit for what the company is bred and like the team that they're trying to move into their attitude stinks because mm -hmm. they just don't agree with obviously the other way everyone else works with each other and like they leave quicker than they came sort of thing so yep. it's, it's really fascinating to see that it, that when when the entire crew are on board with a certain set of rules that we all just agree by, a certain set of standards, is when someone comes in and they want to toss it off and they're not really bothered, they're not really involved, leave stuff on the side and that, like the rest of the team almost make it hard for them mm -hmm. to want to stay in the company because they're 100%. like, I keep getting a load of shit for not putting my mug away. Exactly. I'd rather leave than clean my mug. I think that is 100% such an, an important point to make mm. that it does become 100% self-selective. Uh, and it breaks if there's mini clicks and standards within that team. Like mm -hmm. it has no power whatsoever if everyone is doing different things. Where it gets really powerful is if we go, no, we're, we have really fucking high standards here. Um, and if you want to stay past your probation, you need to live up to mm -hmm. these standards because if we see something below our standards and we do nothing, then we're lowering our standards. And trust me, John, we are not going to lower our standards for you. We've worked too hard for too fucking long to lower our standards for you. That's the internal mm -hmm. thing that will be going on, I hope, within the whole team as we get this thing right. Yep. So we did that, um, did, did a big piece of work on that, and then we actually did a survey, uh, uh, which was interesting. <laughs> what did you think of that? Do you want to explain to people like what we did? Uh, so it was the six, um, what do you call them, the values, six values uh, that we have. Um, <laughs> Be a firefighter, being one of them, Danny. Not be, don't be a firefighter. Uh, and, and <laughs> he was so confident with that. As it was well. like, can anyone name any of the values? He was like, don't be a firefighter. And I'm like, do, do, be a firefighter, be a firefighter, Danny. <laughs> he was like, oh yeah, shit, obviously. <laughs> uh, so it was just, it was essentially those uh, those six values, and then had a list of the team, and you checked the person who you think is probably the. Um, best representative of that value best demonstrates, best demonstrates or embodies yeah. those values on yeah. a day-to-day -day basis and uh, so not only that you choose um which one of the team but then it was also after that one it'd be like how out of 10 one one being bad 10 being yeah completely so one being it, not at all yeah and 10 being demonstrated daily that adam demonstrates those values yeah so that was quite interesting and it was a completely anonymous survey um so there was no we I didn't care who said what mm -hmm. it was more about actually what we're trying to do is find people in the team um, th so this was there, was there was two elements to this there was by forcing people to do this exercise it made people read the questions and then start to basically read our values mm -hmm. like it's this thing of like you had to read it had to think about it so as a side objective it was if I forced people to read it in an engaging way um, they'd probably start to remember it a little bit better mm -hmm. um so then it was thinking about members of the team that, that best demonstrate these because i think we should be celebrating people within the team that really demonstrate these values so people voted on that and then scored me um and for me the whole scoring of me thing is i've got to eat my own dog food too like uh, i want to take my score uh and then improve it uh, like mm -hmm. i know where i'm weak i looked at all the data last night it's fine it's very simple it's the accountable side it's there's a number of times where I'll say I'll do something for the team, not externally for clients and stuff like that or community. So my actions don't correlate to me saying I put my team mm. first because I'll be like, yeah, cool, Danny, I'll get that sorted. I'll get that export done. I'll do this. And then that might not happen. Uh, Sarah actually scored me the lowest on this, she told me. 
Um, <laughs> Considering she didn't know anyone else's answers, yeah, she, no, she, she, she must she, have given you rock. Well, because well, I looked at my chart yesterday because I can see the individual oh, scores. See the indiv- okay. I can see the individual scores, but I can't see who did them. And she was like, "Oh, that's me." I'm like, "Thanks." That, that minus six. Yeah, she was like, "Adam, I look at your I I look at your actions in your project management boards, and like everything's working on or stuck for a reason, um, or there's no update, and you need to fix it." Mm. Like, 100% fair cool i'm on it i'll work on it so hopefully when i get that score next time so now what i what i have to do is sort of go cool guys uh, i've realized that there's uh, some actions that i haven't delivered on in time i'm going to work on that and then the next time it happens in the next quarter i hope that people have seen that i've made a change and it's not about me saying i'll make a change it's about me yeah. demonstrating i'll make a change so we did that um and then uh, we asked people to say what value do you think you're strongest at and what value do you think you're weakest at? And at those people, majority said, well, I put myself as people first. Uh, and the one that everyone struggles with um, is embracing conflict and having a delivering it with empathy, um, which is something that cool guys, we know as a team that we kind of avoid conflict now. Um, we don't know an individual who said that, but overall 50% of the team um, try and avoid conflict. And we need to change that because it means we move slower than we should. So as a team, not as a person, one-to-one, we can change the process and start to work on how do we better embrace conflict as a team. I wonder if the the phrasing of conflict mm-hmm. makes people feel... Because when you just said it then, it made me think about... It kind of feels like it's what we're... It kind of feels like what you're asking is for people to... Um, argue and fight mm-hmm. as opposed to disagree but hash it out if that makes sense but that's that's why that value has changed in the last two months because it used to just be embrace conflict mm-hmm. and now when you read the value it's embrace conflict and deliver feedback with empathy like that's that's what we're trying that's the core thing that I want people to understand is I need you to be able to have a very and does it say feedback it's deliver it's deliver yeah it is deliver feedback is with empathy mm-hmm. yeah um, it's it's about are you prepared to have a tough conversation and explain to someone why we can't do it why you won't do it mm-hmm. like that's the sort of stuff that we need to do um, and then uh, over over lunch when everyone was having the lunch I went through all the data and then we started back after lunch with um, before we went into the OKR activity was just me just putting some of the names on the boards uh, because it wasn't about saying that you guys don't no one's like this was your score for this mm. no interest in that it was more about saying, let's celebrate these people. Like the people that, like who in the team is classed as the most accountable. Like when you say, can you do it? And it, they don't have to just say the word yes, and it's done. Everyone's like, 40. Like 40, obviously, yeah. Like who plays to win in the team? And everyone was like, oh, Sarah and Danny and uh, Mark, which was an interesting one, actually. Um, like there were some really interesting bits. And then we took some of the comments. So as part of the survey, we said, um, can you do me a favor? Can you think about one team member and explain why you believe they're a great colleague? Words to that effect. And any examples you can give would be fantastic. That was twofold again. It was one, I wanted to give people some feedback on some of the good stuff that they're doing, but also by forcing people with that question, they have to sit back and reflect on their colleagues. Mm. And what happens then is you think about all the good stuff that goes on in the business. You think about the amount of times that you've stayed late and someone's done this or you've asked someone for that and they've mm. done you a favor and it's that positive culture that I think breeds positivity so it's more about actually and we ended that whole thing with next time we meet at next quarter what do you want people to say about you 
And you can't just say, oh, I want people to be like, know that if I say it, I'll do it. Or know that you can throw anything my way and I'll work out a solution. It's about the actions. So mm. work out what actions you're gonna take before the next offsite meeting. So people say the things about you that you want them to say. It's all about now, mm -hmm. demonstrate it, don't just talk about it. Um, how do you think about that as a whole thing? What, as in? The survey, because like, when I told Sarah what I was doing, um, because we're in Build-A-Bear. Uh, and I was, like, so I was like, sorry, if you had to think about, I was trying to like get it like subtly in and she clicked onto what I was doing. I was like, sorry, like, if, you, if you had to think about like our team, like who's the person that's like- that is, always, she, is she stuffing a bear at this point in time? <laughs> no, she's looking like Pikachu outfits uh, for Riley. Um, I think I've misinterpreted what Build-A-Bear shops do then. They do build bears, but you can get like, we're going off topic, but you can get different bears. You can get different characters. One of them you get is a Pikachu. Can you build a Pikachu though? You can get a Pikachu, yeah. Can you build a Pikachu? You don't really build them. Do you, you build a bear? You take a you take the skin of a bear, mm -hmm. give it to someone that works there, and they shove a hose in it and fill it full of... Okay. I wouldn't need to say cotton Fluff. candy then. Well, that's what you eat. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, okay. So as, as this bear's getting stuffed... <laughs> <laughs> that's born. <laughs> Good throwback. Um, I was like, so, 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 so like, uh, who in the team, like, you think always puts their, like, colleagues first? Like, who puts people first in the company above themselves? And was this, like, completely out of the blue as well? Yeah, yeah, Not was, like yeah. you've been like, oh, looking forward to the offside. Completely uh, out of the blue. In my head, it wasn't out of the blue because I've been thinking about it yeah. for a while. Okay. But I, it kept, and she was like, what? And I asked her, and she was like, uh, probably X. And I'm like, okay, cool. Who do you think comes in the office to, like, play to win? <laughs> And she's like, what? And then she, I was like, just dance with it. And to be honest on that one, she said me. And I was like, no, take me off the table. I'm like, she told me the answer. But, like, but one to 10 on me, <laughs> yeah. how would you? And, uh, and I went, when I got to the third one, it's kind of like, oh, that's cool. And like, who do you think is like the best that like, if there's a problem, like there's a fire going on in the business, who do you think best like acts like a firefighter and will just work it out, doesn't panic? Who solves that problem? And she went, oh my God, are you surveying us tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, do not do that. Do not do that. That is so weird. And I, and I explained, and I was like, I am doing it. And I was like, here's why. Mm -hmm. And she hated the idea. And I said, why are you so against it? And she was like, do you know how demotivating it's going to be when like X person doesn't score on that? Mm. I'm like, oh, I see your feedback now. Like, I'm not going to be putting this on a chart and be like, hey, Harry, yeah. No one thinks you put people first. Fix it. That's not fuck them. <laughs> that's not. That was not the goal. The goal was to find positivity, mm -hmm. which is like celebrate one yeah. person per category. Yeah, the, one that embodies it. The anonymity yeah. of the survey and also its simplicity as well. I don't think it was too difficult for people to do. Cool. Um, Just because it was like you read the question. Okay, which one? Seen because it's not like oh this person because yeah. Like, because as soon as it's like that, whew, you need to give people half an hour because they've got to think of mm -hmm. why. Whereas when it's like, they get to just sort of sit back, reflect, this person or that person, uh, check, move on. Just yeah. easy. Perfect. Um, then we went to lunch. Uh, and then how you started in terms of when I said, how do you think about the day? It was interesting. You went straight to the OKR stuff. Um, we then went into an OKR workshop. So I told everyone mm -hmm. that they're going to have to present their OKRs. Yeah, there was a whole morning that I just completely glossed over. Mm. That's an insight to me, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think it's because I was probably thinking about the main 
<laughs> it's gonna dig me in a deep hole. Yeah, I know, but yeah. like the the main when you said the word main, I'm like shovel in hand. The, 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 <laughs> the main like action of the day yeah. was the OKR. The stuff you did. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. Whereas obviously the, the rest of it was quotes theory. Yeah. It was. I'm gonna let that quotes air quotes in go. It, the, yeah, as yeah. as in like there was no like practical element to yeah. it. Agree. We'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> Digging. Give me five. <laughs> it's going to go six foot. But the um, <laughs> perfect. Uh, but I think from an offsite perspective, there'll always be like a core message that I want to convey, um, or a, or a learning, or something new, or like a f- some feedback. I think the I think the way the way you presented it and explained like the it was a really uh, it was genuinely really interesting to see the army um, example because mm-hmm. I think for me anyway I probably can't speak for everyone else but. It actually, I felt like I even learned something about the old, the army side of things because it's like, oh, that's why. Yeah. That explains it all now. Mm-hmm. So it gave that, if anything, that was a big takeaway that I got from it. Good. Um, no, good. So, and yeah. it was like, for me, I could speak about it really honestly and, and deliver a yeah. message, which was super important from the how I want people to feel. So I, I also think as well, some of the actions that have been going on in the office of, you've been, you've obviously been out practicing this ahead of, the meeting that we had yesterday um and uh, we what we we saw a presentation that explained what you've been doing so it's it's not like this is something new and from tomorrow you're going to see it action you've been doing it and we've been joking about it we've already been, already been saying empathy we've already mm-hmm. been like calling each other out on mugs and stuff like we're already in the rhythm of it and then you basically said this is what's been happening and yeah this like, is okay so let's this, package this it all is the game we're playing sort of thing. exactly yeah yeah good point um yeah, really good point actually. Is in terms of like normally there's a risk of like going in and I guess one thing of the feedback that I had when Kelly did the HR thing was like inconsistencies. Mm. So it's actually what can I do now to show people that I'm serious about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't like that, this is that, a new that, lofty idea. I'm going to implement this from Monday, February the whatever yep. and like we're going to practice it for Q1 and see where it goes. Yeah, no, this is, guys, all this stuff now, let's package it up mm-hmm. so everyone's crystal clear on it. Um, but we've been living it already. Um, that then we moved on to the afternoon uh, after lunch. Lunch was cool actually. There was a pool table at that that hotel, which was cool. I really like that actual venue. What did you think of the venue? Nice, cool, little, little chilly. <laughs> Everyone's freezing in the morning. <laughs> but like, I totally agree. The AC was either warm or absolutely freezing. Yeah. Um, did that. Did lunch, and then came back in, and then there was an OKR workshop. So everyone thought they were going to come in after present in person their OKRs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted people to think that, to be honest, because I wanted people to do well, the work. We, we kind of did as well. You did, but, but you in less of a, in less of a public forum. This is mine. Exactly. So what we did, and the key thing for me around this is, there's a risk that if it's always me and you speaking about your OKRs, that we don't get the synergies and the collaboration across the team. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, how do you get that? I was like, well, I want people to learn OKRs and start asking the right questions. I was like, well, how do people start to ask the right questions? I was like, cool, give them the questions that I ask mm-hmm. when we're talking about OKRs. So I put a slide together. I was like, here's the questions to ask. Why have you chose that OKR? Is that key result measurable? How confident are you even hitting that? If I said to you, great, nice key result, what are the tasks that you're going to do to make that happen? Have you even thought this through? Mm-hmm. That's why some of the stuff failed in the past. If you want to go listen to that, why it failed episode, we talk about why our OKRs failed in uh, the end of last year. So I was like, cool. So what I ended up doing was coming up with an idea of saying, cool, I'm going to pay you up and you're going to challenge each other on your OKRs. Talk it through, ask each other these questions so you've got some concrete and some thinking behind mm-hmm. it. Then we moved into groups of four and then we came together as a team. Um, two things happened for me. is uh, Feedback was 
uh, it was repetitive going from the two to the four to the team it didn't need the two stage or the four stage. It you, needed you one re- of them. You recited your OKRs three times by the end of it. That was the, that was the problem. Yeah. Um, so that that needs to change moving forward. But I think one of the key bits of feedback was it really worked speaking as a as a small team mm-hmm. because we asked the right questions and I I would I witnessed some really interesting conversations, like some sort of like floating between the groups at this mm-hmm. point, and stuff like you and Danny is a great example of like. You didn't know the stuff that Danny could do on Tool Talk, yeah. But when he's yeah, about- I had I had questions about it, but wasn't sure if it was possible. So I like one of my objectives was like to rank number one in organic searches question mark yeah because I didn't even know if it was possible. But I'm like I was if it was possible, it'd be great. But I didn't know, so actually getting to say it to Danny, explain say that to him, he was then able to say we can probably track that we can measure all these things so we well, can actually, that we situation can is like I've been tracked like tool yeah. talks in SEM yeah, we've, like, we've got, got things in place got the data well, perfect exactly so great collaboration as well as from an OKR perspective also from a team perspective hmm. is for me the best thing in the world is to say actually cool if I just step back from this can the team hold each other accountable and help each other on their OKRs um, because there's a everyone's smart in this company like it doesn't need to be one to one like you guys can support each other and that's where the culture, the the, the whole, all kind of comes back to like, how do we develop this culture? Mm-hmm. Um, that was sort of a culture piece as well of like, cool. We just said, what's your birth? What month are you born in? Pair up and go and do that. And I think it put two people next to each other, like Danny and Alison would probably never speak about their OKRs mm-hmm. ever. Normally yeah. I'd only speak to Alison about her objectives and key results. But some of the stuff that came out of Danny speaking to Alison, it was like, I don't really understand the finances. Like, I don't understand like, Adam occasionally talks about like the best month and the best quarter yeah. and the gross profit. So like it's probably a good point. Like Alison needs to train people on like what financial health of the business is and how when we create this one pager for the team of our turnover and all this, like what does it even mean? That's really cool. Imagine coming to a company, it's like cool, every month or every quarter you get a snapshot of the financial health and you also get trained on like what that means. Mm-hmm. Because you work for this business, like you're invested in this. Like you should see how when you grow tool talk does that increase the tool talk revenue line item on our management account? So some really cool stuff like that. And then went through, then went through as a team. Everyone then presented their OKRs to everyone. Um, went through them. What's your objective? What's the key result? Hashed it out nice and fast. Um, and then that sort of took us to like 3.30, 3.45 uh, or 3.50. Uh, and then we disappeared off to bowling, as you pointed out. I think just to go back to the three stages of the OKRs, mm-hmm. by the time we did the entire team doing them together we were just reciting them anyway because we hashed it out in the first two rounds yeah so it you could probably scratch that all together and just because but here's a question though yeah, I, I heard them publicly what i wanted to is get to a point where the team feel comfortable we didn't do the stand up and present but that's what i'm trying to move people to is to say okay. i want to get the team to just very comfortable stand up and go cool guys here's my objectives key results and if there's feedback and questions let's go and I thought if I did that as a stage one, it might be a bit like, oof. Like, I, I imagine some people on the team would be like, I don't really want to stand up and talk, but I'll do it because the boss has told me to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to remove one of those steps, the pairing up, what was most valuable for you, the pairing up or the group, or is it tainted or it's, skewed? Because It's tricky because uh, there was definitely, it was nice to just be, so they all had the pros because being one-on-one, so I was with Sara, it was just it's ideal because there's just two of you so there's less to obviously go through mm-hmm. you can just hash it out together but there's only two people to discuss it the person that's 
done them and, and then me mm-hmm. and if I don't know how to ask the right question for example then you're not going to make much process so when we moved into the four there were certain things that came up for me or for Sarah that Danny and Alison brought to the table yeah so being the four was better but then it's like well if it's then just the whole team doing it then can you just go two to whole team because Otherwise, the more people that are in the smaller group, you're already getting 50% of the room by the time you're doing the full presentation. So it's it's, it's, it's hard to say which is more beneficial to have less at the start and then everyone at the end, or do you start with a few more people in the beginning and then yep. everyone? It's, it's a question, because we bounce ideas and I comment on like a buddy system. Um, <laughs> yep. And you might have noticed that didn't come up yesterday. I thought it was happening. <laughs> I was like, here we go. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just down to like just deep thinking about it a bit more deeply um and what's your thoughts around at the end do you know the end of the quarter that's so we've got we know our offsites coming up in four weeks yeah if you have to pair up once a week with someone new to talk about what you think your okr should be for the following quarter so you do get that one-to-one you get an hour with someone in the team someone different cool is the is the goal to go into q2 with pre-revised yeah so the goal is to go to your offsite moving forward and it's a review of our previous quarters okrs we didn't do that this time because they're just an absolute fucking failure um but it's a show and it's a show and tell of yeah it's guys here's what here's what i've done here's what i've achieved Mm. here's where i've struggled here's why and here's what i'm going to do in q2 that's what we're going to move to so do you think there's a, a a good point to say actually before we go into those over the space of two weeks guys you're all big enough and smart enough and ugly enough to I did the ugly enough because you were yawning um, you're rude you're the one that's yawning <laughs> but they can't see it <laughs> um, uh, but kind of say guys our, our offsite's in two weeks meet three, three different members of the team put it into your own calendars for an hour to talk about this Q's OKRs and what you're doing next quarter hash that out so you do get that feedback you do get that one to one element is then, this the with the intention of having a full so I have three one-on-ones with, yep. with people, and then at the offsite, at the offsite, I present to the room. Yes, and then we hash out any final thoughts. Yeah, so everyone in the team oh. will probably get fifteen to twenty minutes because it'll be a morning. So what the offsites will end up being mm-hmm. is key piece of learning for an hour, hour and a half, business stuff, vision, mission, values, and standards was this one. Then a review of OKRs, basically. Mm-hmm. What have you done? What we struggled with? What have we learned? What are you doing next? Because that's what I want to move this offsite thing to. What's your thoughts? Um, yeah, I would. So long as you get a little bit more time to hash out in front of everybody, I agree. Um, yeah, probably won't. Cool. Um, on that note, guys, um, bit of a long one today, but I think it's super important. I think the the offsite it's a massive time commitment. Um, I, I see I see massive value in it just in terms of like coming in today and just feeling more aligned just mm-hmm. more cool like we're, we're on to something here like that's how I'm feeling and I just want to keep that energy up one, one thing I asked you off the mics um, was obviously we've just started these things or, yep. or, or restarted however you want to say it um, it's like when do we when does it actually like kick in and take effect and when yep. do we start measuring because one, one thing that I didn't include uh, was what was it didn't have um so like danny had things like out of 10 how much how well he thinks he can achieve them yeah that was something i hadn't made a note of but 
probably in the I think I probably shot for like eight out of ten for all of them because mm-hmm. obviously you want to be trying to aim but actually achieve um, at what point do we like say go this is when it's happening cool two things so and then how frequently are we reviewing these things every everyone today will be putting moving their OKRs onto the Monday board because they mm-hmm. live in lots of different places right now for different people I'm um, already on there because everything lives on Monday <laughs> one of the standards um and uh, close the play today slash tomorrow morning. I'm going to review everyone's OKRs and just make sure that I'm 100% happy with them. Yep. Uh, in that, you should score them confidence level, like how confident you to hit this. Because mm-hmm. when we review them the following quarter, what we're trying to understand is like, what is your personal ability of estimating what you can get done? In the car on the way home, Mark literally said to me, I think I've fucked up again. Uh, I think I've tried to do, <laughs> I, think, I think I've tried to do too much. I said, well, yeah, you Mark, know- Mark seems to have a, a lot of different, yeah, yeah. Uh, just a lot I think just yeah. on a sheer numbers game pure ambition like I get it love it uh, but I also know how much he's got on mm-hmm. so I said Mark I said prioritise them and strip some back I'd much yeah. rather you do that so he's going to do that today um, to answer your question getting it all in today refining today tomorrow um, and then close a play tomorrow which is the Wednesday after the offsite that happened on the Monday um, will be go time um, so that's when OKRs kick in. So this Friday, everyone will be asked to update their OKRs. We end every week. Last action is update your OKRs because everyone meets their manager on a Monday uh, in the afternoon. Um, so you'll meet me. You won't meet me next Monday. We'll be in America together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will still go in and look at everyone's pulses on Monday yep. and see they've updated them. Um, so they kind of go now. It's, it's about speed. It's about not sitting on this for another two, three weeks pondering. Um, let's just do um, I think everyone understands them. I'm happy with it. One small problem that I've got is Bailey because Bailey uh, works for us uh, 23 hours a week, still at school, absolute. I love the fact, that, by the way, Bailey registered on putting people first yesterday. Someone voted Bailey as putting people first mm. and he's so new into the team. That was amazing to see. Yeah, um, he's a good team player. Massively. Um, and because he's new and he can't make the offsites because it's on a Monday, um, we've now got to work out how we roll him into the OKR mm. bundle because we're not excluding him we've got to bring him on so there's a bit of time to spend probably this week and next week this week with me and next week with Mark to get him on board and then Neil just asked me a great question which is walked into the office this morning had a quick chat and she's like Adam for the new starters like how are they going to do the OKRs like are you going to ask them to set their OKRs mm. I thought super cool question I said my, my feedback is I've thought about it a little bit um, with the work that we're doing with Kelly is everyone's first three months is probation we'll set their objectives and key results and train them on what they are and by the time that they've been here three months they would have done an off-site so they'll have seen them so in everyone's Q2 so after they've passed probation they'll then be accountable for setting their own objectives and key results but that first month we'll do it for them train them on it how they measure it how often they update it um, and then it's sort of like off to the races for their second quarter in the business like it all done, mate? All done, mate. Sorry, I felt cool. like I just like got carried away on this one today. No, guys, if you've got any questions about OKRs, how we set them, or anything like that, you can email startupdiarymbs.fm. And guys, don't forget, head over to your podcatcher of choice and hit that subscribe button. And I think one thing that we've stopped asking for and stopped doing uh, is opening up the shows up with reviews. So it would mean the world to us if you're a new subscriber to this show, and we know there's a few of you out there, we see the numbers, is go into Apple 
predominantly Apple. We know you listen on other devices, but if you are listening to this right now on an iPhone, head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us that five-star review and tell us why and where you listen to this show. If you've got your own business, don't forget to plug it. I love it when people plug their own business. Just props to you. Uh, we're going to start reading these reviews out in the future. So your action off the back of this, if we drive any value whatsoever, and if you've got, Harry, how many minutes is this show? 49. If you've got 49 <laughs> he minutes. comes out the bag of a yawn. <laughs> if you've got 49 minutes into the show, the one thing that I ask for is you take the time to say thank you uh, for this podcast. And the only thing we ever expect is a subscribe and a review helps other people and an find email the show. And, a, and a share and a <laughs> and attending the odd meetup <laughs> and when we create some swag you buy a t-shirt uh, and we'll start <laughs> we'll start patreon as well so a monthly support would be <laughs> all jokes on that side but if we do ever come out with some t-shirts we want you to buy them um guys if you've made it this far head over leave that review for us it would mean the world we're going to start reading them out uh, so go and do that now pause pause now i'm speaking to you yes you press the pause button you still haven't pressed it because you're still listening. Press the pause Tony, button. Tony, pull the car over. <laughs> <laughs>